Every new beginning has its struggles, but getting a business started that you can call your own can be so fulfilling. Today, we dive in with a founder who is ready to risk everything, who is giving up his steady nine to five job to chase his passion for the entrepreneurial dream, beginning with the simple words, I quit. Welcome to the Powder Keg Podcast, the show that plugs you into the massive opportunities in startups and tech hubs beyond Silicon Valley that are exploding with potential. I'm your host, Matt Hunkler, and in today's Powder Keg Pitch episode, we dive in with a founder chasing his passion for entrepreneurship and sharing his idea of creating a tasty and savory barbecue experience all over the world. Founders Mike and his wife, Gloria, are building a barbecue sauce business with Mike having to quote-unquote quit his job. They launched the business back in 2014, and they hit their sales goal that year and have seen strong and steady growth ever since. In 2015, they launched their sweet and spicy rub, and in 2016, had their biggest growth year to date, 120% growth. They plan on opening a retail location in Durham, North Carolina sometime in 2020, and we talk all about that on today's show and so much more. Uh, And as if that weren't remarkable enough, Mike is about to be featured on Discovery Channel's new show called I Quit, which is a show that will follow six businesses for one year as they are led by hopeful entrepreneurs who leave their steady incomes and retirement plans um, and leaving that all behind to go all in on their dreams of launching their own unique business. Along the way, they will be mentored by three successful business leaders, including Harley Finkelstein, COO of Shopify, the global e-commerce platform, Debbie Sterling, CEO of the award-winning children's multimedia company Goldie Blocks, Trisha Clark-Stone, entrepreneur, author, innovative marketer, and co-founder slash CEO of award-winning creative and tech agency WP Narrative. And with that, let's jump right in uh, with Mike himself. Thanks for joining us today, Mike. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Matt. This is pretty exciting. It's really exciting stuff. I'd love to um, take it all the way back to the original idea for the business. When did you start getting that sort of entrepreneurial itch that you knew you had to scratch? Yeah, so I've always kind of had an entrepreneurial itch, um, just a matter of like what it was going to be. Uh, I would have never thought originally that it would have been uh, in the barbecue space. Um, But I've always been a barbecue junkie. I just have always loved it. And I've always kind of made my own sauces and rubs for events and stuff that I would throw at my house or, or for friends. And, you know, people kept saying, you need to sell this. This is great. And I was all, you know, in the South, everybody has a sauce, right? This is a flooded market. They're, they're everywhere. So it's not something I really want to do. Um, and then, like, as I would travel around for work, I had a blog where I would review barbecue restaurants. And that kind of grew to companies sending me sauces and rubs to review. And I had a cabinet full of sauce. And I was really like, you know, my sauces are better than the majority of these ones in this cabinet. So if they can be companies, then I can be a company too. So maybe I should do it. And then even still, I was a little hesitant. And then, you know, life had some other plans for us for a short period of time. Uh, We had a son and it kind of took our attention away. And then he passed, unfortunately, six months later. And sort of part of the recovery process for that was, you know, life's short, you know, you have to chase your passions. And so decided to just go, go for it. And then we found that got the paperwork and all stuff filed in December, 2013 and launched products in 2014. 
Well, I'm so sorry to hear uh, about your son, and I, I can understand how that would be motivating to to make sure you're living life to the fullest, um, and at, at the same time, you know, pursuing your dreams. Um, can you tell me a little bit about um, that that sort of uh, initial like why you knew you kind of had something there? I, I, I know one of those things um, that entrepreneurs often talk about is it's this nagging thing that kind of keeps coming back. It sounds like you had your aha moment um, when you realized you, you wanted to kind of uh, squeeze life to last drop for, for lack of a better phrase. Um, tell me a little bit about the, the launch of that and that the first customer for your barbecue sauce. Yeah. So the launch of it was, you know, it took, you know, while I had sort of all this time of making the sauce and the rubs, you know, it's a little different when you're trying to take it to market. Right. And so figuring out all the steps for testing and nutritional labeling and all that stuff uh, was kind of eye opening because you don't think about that part of launching a, a sauce company and all those little things that come into play, and even down to, you know, we originally were going to, um, produce it all ourselves in our home kitchen. And just the amount of time it takes to get those inspections done kind of can cause some delays. And so it was really exciting. And after you know, some adjustments happened to allow us to get our inspections earlier that we were able to launch, you know, those, that first product in March of 2014. And uh, the first time I sold some was actually uh, a family friend who just happened to be coming by the house. I was like, you know you're getting started how's the process going and I was like so about that like it, it's done and I have some right here and they like they wanted to buy and became became the first customer so was, and then word of mouth started to spread from there so it was pretty exciting that somebody just swung by the house to say hey we just want to check in on how the things are going with the product and I had some to sell to make that first sale that's awesome do you remember the feeling of uh making the first sale Oh, it felt great. It was like somebody actually paid me for a product that I created. Um, uh, and it was, it was, it felt, it felt great. And I was like, I need that to happen a lot more times. Absolutely. Uh, well, tell me, tell me what happened next. Was there a kind of a breakthrough moment when things really started to take off for you in the business? Yeah, it's kind of, the breakthrough started when I realized that selling solely by word of mouth was only going to take you but so far. And that I was going to have to sort of step out and start doing direct consumer events, putting myself where customers are going to be at, at markets and festivals where they're looking to buy a product. And that was kind of really when things started to take off is when we made that move and stopped just having word of mouth and, and the website. And we just started to set up at places where there's going to be thousands of people sampling and buying product. And that's kind of when we started to really build a following of people and started to see sales start to really go up. That's cool. Did you launch the website at that time? Well, I had, I launched a website, uh, an early version of the website, like right when we were able to sell products. Right? So I had this really like basic website. It was pretty awful actually. Uh, <laughs> then, gotta start somewhere. You know, that's right. Uh, and so that was kind of, we always had the website. So we had always, a small amount of orders coming online from just family and friends around the country. And then once we started to realize like, Hey, we've got a big following of people. The more we start to do these public events in places around the state and up and down the East coast that we had to step the online game up to make sure that those folks had a good place to come to, to, to order when they, when they couldn't find us at an event. That's really cool. Uh, did, did you initially kind of have the, 
order order system set up or was that something you had to kind of figure out along the way online? Yeah, so the good thing is that a lot of online platforms for e-commerce kind of have an order process built in. So uh, even the first awful website that I had that I built had, you know, some ordering process in place. The challenge with that version of the website is like it had no like inventory management. And so inventory and sales syncing together was uh, pretty challenging. Uh, and as that started to grow, it became one more challenging. I know one of the things that's hardest to, to figure out online is just getting people to find your store in the first place. Um, obviously, with more and more people starting online stores, uh, certainly now, too, in the, during the pandemic, uh, now more than ever, people are looking at taking their small business, taking them online. Uh, marketing can be really challenging. Were there any marketing lessons that you learned then early on in the, the business and having your store online? Yeah, so early on, like I had no idea about running ads or any sort of online marketing. So like it was all just trial by fire, like figuring out like what worked and figuring out like some of these images are pretty terrible. And people are just because it's an ad doesn't mean they're going to do anything if the picture is not appealing. And so trying to figure out ways to improve the photos and the videos that we use for online ads was a real uh, learning lesson for me. I'm like, I'm dumping all this money into ads. Oh, I, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I have a ton of money. But for me at that time, it was a lot of money to be putting into ads and not seeing anything come from it. Uh, but I was able to talk to some friends who had some marketing background. They're like, Mike, these are some pretty bad pictures, like pretty basic pictures and video that you're using. Like, nobody's going to pull in from that. Let's figure out a way to, you know, switch all this up, including like getting our branding different, you know, changing the logo, changing the look to a more professional look so that even that stands out more in the ads. And so it was, a, it was quite the lesson to learn that, you know, you know, it's one thing to get it started, but then to grow it, you got to make some adjustments and really learn uh, how to market and make yourself stand out. Was there uh, one person in particular, it sounds like maybe, maybe your friend, um, but maybe you had some other help as well along the way. Was there one person that really kind of helped you um, find that next level and find that next gear? Uh, with sort of um, their guidance on the entrepreneurial journey? Yeah, there was a friend of mine named Robert Andrews. He and I actually went to college together. Uh, and he sat down with me one day. He came to town. He's, he's done the entrepreneurial journey for a while. Uh, even back in college, right, he was starting his own businesses. And so he came to town one day and we sat down and had some coffee. And he was like, look, I love what you're doing, but to get the next level, your branding's gotta be a little bit different. So it's gonna stand out on your ads, it can stand out when you get it on store shelves. And so he was the one who really sat me down and helped me understand that, you know, branding matters, right? It doesn't matter how great your flavor is. If people look at your product and say, can't see themselves buying that just by the way the label looks, they're not going to. And so he really pushed me and helped me to to shift that branding to, to help. And once we did that, I think really started to take off. That's awesome. Well, and, and the site looks amazing. I've spent some time mm -hmm. on it, um, bought my own bottles of barbecue sauce. Um, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Mike D's barbecue. Um, has it always been called Mike D's or was there a time when you thought, thought about maybe going a different direction when exploring a, a rebrand where you thought maybe we should name it something else? Uh, no, it's always been Mike D's barbecue and we never really started to shift. The only thing that changed when we were thinking about shifting the brand is 
people wanted me to put my face on the bottle. <laughs> I was like, I, I do not want my face on the bottle. I want people to actually buy it. <laughs> so we did we did not go with that idea, but you know, we've always it's always been planned for it to be Mike D's barbecue. I think it could have been cool, man. Maybe still an idea to pull out one day. <laughs> um, well, t talk to me a little bit about the growth of the business. What's what's it looked like the last uh, couple of years? And then um, what are some of your aspirations uh, longer term? Yeah, so sales growth has been been really good over the last few years. We've seen steady growth each year. We are each year we're essentially setting new sales records for ourselves, right? We, we set a new high every year. Uh, if you look at, you know, from the beginning of the business until now, uh, like total growth, I think from year one to right now, we're, you know, up almost 800% in sales, like total. Wow. Uh, and so that's, you know, pretty great to see. Like one way I like to sort of track um, our sales is by like our quarterly average sales. And so I have like this graph that I use that shows that, and the graph is basically just like shooting straight up, which uh, I love to see, uh, and it's good. You know, we wanna keep growing. Like we, you know, we've shipped products to all 50 states. Uh, we've shipped products to customers in five countries. Uh, we have retail partners in 13 states. So what we're trying to get to is we want to be able to have at least one retail partner in all 50 states mm. to having shipped it to a customer in all 50 states. Uh, we really just, you know, that's kind of our next goal is that retail partner in every state. And then just we, want, we want to grow and become sort of the household brand for barbecue. We want people to think, when I think barbecue, they think Mike D's. When I think tailgating for a sporting event, they think Mike D's. So we want people to always be thinking, we got to throw some D's on it when we... When we <laughs> I love it. So, that's what we're trying to get to. I, I, I'm going to throw some D's on it every time I cook barbecue now. I, uh, <laughs> I'm excited. Great. Well, and I see uh, you've got some ribbons there in the background. For those that are, are watching the video version of the podcast, uh, Mike, I, I'm seeing a, a few different uh, ribbons, awards, maybe some different tags. Can you tell me a little bit about what the story is uh, behind some of those ribbons? Yeah, so these are uh, actually a small sampling of the awards. So all of our products have won awards on the local or national level. So the, the longer ribbons that you see behind me come from uh, an international competition where our sauces and rubs have all placed in the top three over the last several years. Um, our all-purpose rub has actually won world champion in 2017 uh, in the chicken dry rub category. Uh, some of the bluer ribbons are from more local stuff like the North Carolina Specialty Foods Association. Our products have won uh, top for you know, best condiment, for best sauce, for best pantry item, and even uh, overall grand champion. And so we've uh, done pretty good in the awards department. One of the pictures you'll see behind me at the top is actually me with Myron Mixon. Uh, this is from last year in DC when we won uh, best sauce at the Metro Cooking DC show. Uh, and uh, he was uh, he was there as part of it. You know, he wasn't. You know, people could sample his stuff as well. And so it was a good moment to have the winningest man in barbecue take a picture with me holding a trophy when I won an event that he was at. So uh, that was pretty exciting. That's really exciting. I'm, I'm sure you're meeting all kinds of interesting people, uh, especially now with this uh, new Discovery Show coming out. Can you talk a little bit about your experience with that? How did you and Discovery Channel cross paths? Yeah, so it's really an interesting story how that all came together. Uh, I guess when they put out an original casting call for the show, 
a couple of folks from the North Carolina Department of Agriculture and the specialty, North Carolina Specialty Foods Association sent me the casting call and said, hey, Mike, we know what you're trying to do with the business. We think you might fit this. Uh, why don't you, you know, take a look at it? And I, I looked at it, I showed it to my wife and she was like, well, you hate cameras. So this might not be good. And I was like, well, you know, what, what's the worst that can happen if I apply and I never hear back. So, but if I get chosen, that could be great. So let's just, let's just do it. And then uh, we kind of went through the whole process. I kept getting surprised every time they kept moving us through the process. And so when I finally said, hey, you're going to be on the show, it was, uh, it was pretty, pretty crazy in time to sort of getting ready to being on camera. <laughs> Did you do anything uh, to celebrate or was it kind of, all right, well, I, I got to get ready. There's no time to celebrate. Let's keep working. Yeah, we had a, we had a, a day where we kind of celebrated. We were like, you know, this is exciting. Tell me, told the kids, you know, Good. they were pretty excited about it. And then it was, next thing I knew, we were, you know, getting stuff to start filming. It was like pretty quick turnaround. So uh, it was excitement and then nervousness all like back to back. Do you have any favorite uh, moments from the show or, or are we going to have to tune in to uh, check it out ourselves? So I have a lot of favorite moments from the show, but I think it's best if everybody just tunes in and watches and, and sees the journey. Absolutely. I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it myself. And, um, and I, I hope a lot of our powder keg members in the powder keg community uh, check it out too, and uh, maybe maybe eat some barbecue dinner while we uh, while we watch it as well. Yeah, that's the way to do it. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Uh, well, tell me about um, what's next for you, Mike. What what's your hopes and dreams for this business, and how can the powder keg community help? Yeah, so our you know our hopes and dreams, as I said, is just to keep growing and become sort of that national brand for barbecue in the country, and then. Uh, in the short term, we are in the process of opening our barbecue supply store. It's been a long time dream and something that I always felt would be kind of the next stage in the process for the business. And so uh, it's kind of interesting to be opening a retail store in a pandemic. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, when you know, we've got some good momentum, it's time to get stuff in place. So that way, when things get back to normal, we're already in place and ready to go. Um, and so we, we're on target. Things have been coming together with that. We actually are hoping to be able to have that ready Labor Day weekend to have a, a, a small opening and start having customers come in. And so uh, that's kind of the next phase for us. And just the thing that helps us the most is the more people order, the more it helps us be able to get the store ready. So I think anytime somebody asks, like, how can people support, you know, the best thing is to go to MikeD'sBarbecue.com and order some sauce. Because that the more orders that come in, the more funds are coming in, that revenue helps us to, to continue to grow. Absolutely. When it, it it looks like you've got sauces, you've got some dry rubs, you've got um, you know everything from starter sets and sampler sets to if if you know your kind of specific favorite flavor, uh, you know which one to grab. Do you have a specific one that if I if I'm a newbie, which one I should make sure I absolutely get? Yeah, if you're a newbie, the thing you should probably get is our mixed set which will give you one of each sauce and then one of each of the small versions of our rub. And that way you can sample, you know, each item we have and figure out what you like. And, you know, then when you can come back and order more of which one you like, but that'll give you a good taste of all of our flavors across the board. And I, I would be uh, remiss if I didn't ask a barbecue master, do you have any um, secrets or tips uh, for barbecue enthusiasts on either how to use a sauce or how to, how to actually barbecue with, Mike's Mike D's barbecue sauce. 
Yeah, so you know, there's a couple. The sauce is really versatile. So there's a couple ways you can use the sauce. The the probably the best way to use the sauce is if you're grilling or even smoking. It's to that last if you're smoking your meats, the last 30 minutes or so of the cook is when you want to add that sauce. Uh, and if you're grilling on like a higher temperature, so the last five to 10 minutes is when you want to put that sauce on there. Uh, for the rubs, it's really easy. You can put it on at any point during the process. The flavor is going to be there. But for the sauce, it's really important to make sure that you you know, you don't want it to get be in the heat for too long. So the last 30 minutes of smoking or the last five, 10 minutes when you're grilling. Uh, but probably the biggest grilling or smoking tip all around is, you know, keep those, keep that grill and smoke a lid closed, right? If you're looking, you ain't cooking. So <laughs> if you're up that lid, you're letting heat out and you're slowing down that process. So limit how many times you need to check on your meat. I appreciate you sharing those tips. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll make sure I always think of that. If you're looking, you're not cooking. That's, that's an easy one to remember. And I've definitely made the mistake of putting the sauce on too early. So uh, now I know it's last five, 10 minutes on the grill. Yeah. That's great, Mike. Well, is there anything else you want to share before um, we, we end the show? Uh, just, you know, visit www.mikedsbarbecue.com. Get those orders in. Uh, tune in to Discovery at, on Tuesdays at 9 p.m. and watch the show. Absolutely. Well, and we'll link that up in the show notes. Uh, definitely make sure you check out MikeD'sBBQ.com. Also, be sure to check out the show I Quit on the Discovery Channel. As Mike said, it airs on Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, for links to the social profiles for Mike, uh, Mike D's Barbecue, and all the other people, companies, and resources that were mentioned in this episode, head on over to PowderKeg.com and check out the show notes. And if you're looking to hear more interesting stories and conversations and opportunities to connect directly with top tier founders, leaders, and innovators, just like Mike, subscribe to us on iTunes at powderkeg.com slash iTunes. Thanks to everyone who's already left us a review on iTunes that really helps us reach more people with these amazing entrepreneurial story uh, stories like Mike's that you heard today. And I'm super grateful for all the support and thank you Powder Keg community for supporting entrepreneurs like Mike. We'll catch you next time on the Powder Keg Podcast. Mm -hmm.